Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, Hello, America, and thanks for coming. My name is Stony. What's yours? Hi, it's Jamal. It's Brittany, bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> minus the check-in moment. Yeah, but that's true. our thoughts and love are with Brittany. Yes. So unfortunately, this week, like I was expecting not to be hosting because Seth was going to be back. However, a turn of events happened and Seth has been detained at the airport because he was trying to smuggle in peaches into the U.S. Oh, no. (laughs) So there was an issue at customs. Yeah. They're like, why do you need all these peaches? Those are some sensitive queens, too. I don't understand like why this happened. But Seth is stuck in Italy with like a bushel of peaches. This was planned. (laughs) Wait, you guys, I'm actually here. Oh, what? <laughs> Seth is here. I'm really here. I made it back just in time for recording. I know we had a firm time set on the Saturday to record, and I made it just in time somehow. Oh my gosh, she snuck right into the Skype meeting. Like, we had no idea you were here. Yeah, and I brought my peaches with me, so don't you worry about that. Oh, they allowed them in? <laughs> yeah, well, it turns out you just have to can them first, because peaches come from a can, and they're produced in a factory downtown. <laughs> oh, manufactured tea. Yeah, I feel like that would be really messy with all the syrup in the can and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> well, there's something you can do. Well, I'll let you guys imagine. I don't know. Maybe maybe the syrup is <laughs> don't like... Don't let a, my imagination run wild. I think the syrup would maybe be like a lubricant or something. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but now that we're there... <laughs> um, but no, you guys, I'm back and I'm fully ready to take over the hosting duties. I think that Stoney and Jamal did a really good job while I was gone. So thank you guys for holding down the fort. Of course, Queen. We hope we did not let you down. No, you guys did a good job. And also, I wanted to thank Nikki from Nikki Needs an Adult because I really enjoyed her listening to her on the podcast with you guys as a guest. I think she did a really good job. Yeah, so fun having Nikki on. It's always a fun kiki with Nikki. I hope we get to meet in person this summer. Yeah, for sure. Definitely want to meet Nikki and we'll definitely have to do some more collabs with her because that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm jealous I didn't get to collab with her. So we have to do that again. For sure. We'll get it on the books. Yes. Wow. So it's been like a solid like couple weeks since I've done this. Like I remember listening to Stoney being like, I'm not sure if I can do this. So I kind of feel the same way right now because I'm like out of practice. (laughs) No, whatever. Like you like naturally fell into that role. So like it'll be easy for you. It's just going to be like catching up. Yeah. If if I think I could be able to do it just fine. I'm feeling a little bit out of whack because (laughs) I've like jet lagged to all hell. I've been awake since 2 a.m. It's like now 930 in the morning on the day that we're filming. (laughs) that's the Um, worst i've never been impacted by jet lag like that but i've had a couple moments that were particularly rough so i feel for you yeah she's a real bitch (laughs) (laughs) but i I was like you guys we need to start recording before my like window hits and i have to take a nap (laughs) (laughs) seth's like are you available now i'm like uh i just parked at the gym i'll just like be real quick (laughs) brb (laughs) 
Oh, man. Yeah, like, literally, I got home yesterday. I ate Taco Bell and passed the fuck out for the rest of the day. How many hours of travel was that between... Um, did you leave from Milan, was it? Yeah, I left from Milan. Um, my airplane took off at 6.40, so I had to catch a shuttle to the airport that left at 4.30, and then I was awake at 3.30 <laughs> to make, you know, shower and get ready. And Oh, my gosh. I was up at 3.30, and then I landed at... 11:30 Seattle time which is like uh god math hard is something somewhere around like 8 or 9 like in it- in Italy time so it was basically like like 15 hours of travel oh my gosh oh my god it's like the amazing race for real i bitch about flying back to alaska that's like eight hours total but that's like that's a lot yeah flying back from amsterdam to seattle was eight hours so like i feel you on that alaska trip but uh i also had to fly milan to amsterdam first so yeah i mean it's all worth it but like we were just talking before we hit record about like we want to go to australia i would love to go to japan like a couple of our good friends they were actually over in japan recently and it's like ah those are like 17 18 hour flights but you know what i'm just gonna take me a a nice happy xanax and pass the fuck out because i want to see it hell yeah That'd be really fun. Spain's definitely on the list. And London, for sure. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm going to go back. I'm ready to go back to Italy and France. But, I mean, I've yeah. done that already. So, maybe I need to, like, try something new. We'll see. Stony and I will be in Europe one of these days. And I'll be drinking all of the beer. Hashtag not low carb. <laughs> Hashtag we're on the high carb, low fat diet. <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> What's a carb got to do with it? (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's a (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah, girl. Trademark. Copyright that shit. That is our intellectual property. Yes. Oh, man. What's going on with you guys, though? What have you guys been up to this last week? So I've just been busy admiring my new tattoo. She's very itchy right now. It's very hard not to touch it and scratch it. But um, super happy with it. The swelling has gone down. It looks really good. Yay, new uh. ink. Work's been easy, been working out still. The weather's finally getting nice in Indy, so I can finally go on walks. That's been amazing. And Stoney's even gotten to like walk Reynolds a couple times on lunch, so that's nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've just been like, I don't know, I my new job that I started in January, it's like right down the road from where I live. So basically I've been able to come home for lunch like every day and take the dog on a walk during lunch. And it's just like oh, so wow refreshing because i can just like come home like get a walk outside and like get some fresh air so if i'm like stressed in the morning it's kind of like a reset for me so yeah any stress he's experiencing in the morning is not due to me by the way (laughs) oh baby i'm I'm already gone (laughs) stoney's staring at jamal for those of you that can't see this (laughs) podcast (laughs) no the stress is work inflicted only just wait till it's like balls hot in July, like in, in, in Indiana and there's like humidity and you're like sweating through your shirt when you get back to the office. Ugh, you mean pride? Yeah, that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, I'd be like, I sweated everything out, all the stress and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, that's great, but you need to go home because you smell awful and it looks like you just went to the pool. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, 
Sounds like you guys had a really nice week. Why don't we go ahead and get into the show so we can get to like the real fun girl? Yes, Drag Let's Race. Do it. Queen. The team is back. All right, you guys, welcome back. We are going to talk to you in this honesty spill of the week about season 11, episode 6. We are a fifth, third way, a third of the way through the season. There are still 10 queens here. Nine? Nine or ten? Well, it's like a size small at Buffalo Yeah, Wild ten Wings. in this episode. There'll be one or nine left after Scarlet leaves. Gotcha. Okay. God, spoiler alert, Stoney. Jesus. We just dove right into it. My slow ass. Sorry. <laughs> episode over. That's how you fucking host a podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the episode, you guys. It was really awesome to be back. I really had a great time. So hope you guys enjoy listening this week. We'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye. <laughs> wow. Hosting so easy. I don't know what Stoney's complaining about. <laughs> <laughs> um okay <laughs> for real okay yeah so there are 10 queens left still it's basically a full all-stars cast roster left yeah like this season's just speeding on by like we were on the couch re-watching earlier and we we're just like wow like this that's is... already episode six yeah i feel like it just started well we still have like three more months of episodes because we have like 10 queens left <laughs> Oh my god yeah because last time i feel like it didn't end until june so we still have like basically two full months left of drag race because they're gonna drag this shit out forever girl i know <laughs> oh mama Rue. i know she gets no rest for the wicked and she has a talk show coming out and a podcast like i don't know how she does all this my god there's no time but you know beyonce only has 24 hours in a day so rue clearly is making it work somehow yes and Michelle's always there to tell her, don't fuck it up. <laughs> All right. So for this episode, we, of course, are starting. Ariel Versace has left the building. R.I.P. girl. She's gone, my Ariel. She's not with us anymore. I'm proud of her. I thought she did well. She just kind of got stuck in trying to be the brands. I think her Whatchapackin' touched on that very well. You can get onto the show and decide to show your brand or you can show the world who you are. And I think that Mm -hmm. she just needs to show us a little more of who she is and she'll go. Her longevity will continue. Right. And I did watch a um, a conspiracy theory video about Ariel about (laughs) how actually... um, who was she would lip sync against sugar right yes yeah and that yeah. terrible outfit so the conspiracy theory was sugar was actually supposed to go home but then because ariel fell like they had to eliminate her no i think um i feel like rue would have like i don't i don't know like that's that just, false tea I just feel like Ariel, we saw everything we needed to see from her. Like All the she outfits, wasn't doing anything different yeah. week to week. So it's like, I just felt like, I don't know. I love Ariel, but all of the looks were looking the same. We were getting kind of like repeat wig moments, which is fine. But, you know, try to style it a little differently. I don't know. Her face was always beat. That's nothing new. There was like nothing the, in challenges yeah. that no. she was doing that was like, they so, want to see like, the growth that I needed to see more from her. That's right. Yeah. I liked her personality, though. Like, she's a fun girl to to watch, just talk and, and watch her just hang out. Yeah, I feel like Ariel and I could be best friends. <laughs> I, I watched her um, 
she was at the Roscoe's viewing party on the week that she was eliminated. She was there with Mayhem and Ms. Cracker, and that was really fun to watch. Oh, I need to go back and watch that. I saw the um, Instagram pictures and the quick like Insta stories. I didn't watch any of the performances though. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't. I, well, I didn't watch the performances that they did. Usually, I just like to watch like their commentary and their Q and A is really usually interesting too. But it was really funny because Mayhem was like always like shitting on all of the like current girls and Ariel's like I'm right here <laughs> she's like fuck <laughs> my drag right <laughs> that's funny but it was funny um but yeah so so Ariel's gone unfortunately uh we s- kind of start the next episode in the workroom where they're you know just all chatting after the elimination and we immediately start with Evie versus Vanjie again and they're kind of going back and forth you know about it <laughs> Yeah, so basically, you know, Evie gets real, like, turnt deep down inside (laughs) when any of these queens are like, you know, if I have to lip sync (laughs) for my life or if I have to basically float to the end, that's fine. Like, no, Evie is not here for that. She wants you to work hard, take the notes, take the critiques, and apply the changes and do better. She's not here for anybody that sounds like they're making an excuse. Now, on the flip side, these queens... I get what they're saying, right? If they land in the bottom, they are prepared to do whatever they need to to survive. But Evie views it as why even think that? You know, why even manifest that? Just do well and do your best. Yeah, I think Akaria had a point though, because like I get what Akaria was trying to say because she's like, well, I mean, Vanjie, she can only wear like what she has brought. Like, I mean, if she, you know, maybe she's not good at sewing, so she can't just like, you know, sew a whole new outfit or whatever to give a different silhouette that they're wanting or whatever. So, I mean, I get that too, but like I get both sides of it. You know, Evie's right yeah. too. Yeah, because I mean, this is drag race. Like, you can give us the same silhouette, and sure, you cannot know how to sew, but if you're in season 11 and you're a returnee, you should, like, at least know how to put together a different shape or two or three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it makes sense what Akira said, but at the same time, I'm kind of living for Evie because she's basically like, if, like, somebody put, like, a fan on the show that was just, like, commentating on it, like, (laughs) Stop yeah. making excuses, bitch. Like, she's just, like, there Evie for us. Evie is Drag Race so, Reddit. Like, I need Evie to, like, just keep doing what she's doing, basically. Yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, the next day in the workroom, Plastique immediately starts the shade of the episode and says to Silky, how do you feel about being in the bottom three last week? <laughs> Just right off the bat, like, girl, here's your coffee, here's your bagel. Oh, so you were shit last week. How do you feel about that? (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, Evie was like saying, oh, yeah, you know, keep your crutch on Eveline and like saying like, oh, well, at least I was pretty or something like that. But, you know, you had two other looks. Like, what about your other looks? Why weren't they good? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I watched... I forgot what I was watching. Maybe it was like the pit stop and they were like, yeah, like she could have had a tail on her unicorn look like her unicorn blended into her forehead. I didn't even it was hard to even see her horn. I mean, you're a unicorn. Like maybe it's just because I got like a Harry Potter tattoo a week ago. But like, show me the goddamn horn like unicorn. What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a full erection, bitch. It was a terrible look. (laughs) 
I, I don't want to gloss over one thing, though, that happened where at the end of like the intro where um, Silky was talking about Evie and basically said she only gives you spooky tea. <laughs> I was just like, that's hilarious. Like, I couldn't stop the laughing. The bitch only gives you spooky tea. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's literally season four all over again. <laughs> I fucking love that, though. That was my favorite part of the episode, oh, to be honest. So good. <laughs> Yeah, girl. Uh, Evie says, uh, you know, to Silky that she's ready to send her pack in. Also, that was kind of fun. But you want now that we're talking about her looks, what I really want to know about Silky's workroom look today is why the whole front of her shirt was wet. So that was what I was really curious about. Girl, I hope it was coffee and not cum. Like, what was I don't she know. doing? I think maybe like... she had some titty sweat. <laughs> I don't think it was sweat. It looked like somebody spilt a drink. Like maybe she spilt her drink on herself. I don't know. Maybe it was coffee. I don't know. That it was questionable. I'm like, what's happening here? Um, you so know, then, I can appreciate a good head wrap moment though, because sometimes it be like that. Like you just need to get that good moisturize moisturizer in and go to work. <laughs> yeah, girl. Well, at the the Roscoe's Q and A, they asked uh, one of the. It was a. Uh, I believe it was a black queen asking the girls that were up on the stage. She's like, so let's be real honest. They're like, who's like? I forgot how they worded it. it was like, whose hair was more crunchy, like um, Silky's or the Vixens? <gasps> oh no! <laughs> and then Ms. Cracker and. Uh, Ariel were like, I think we're just gonna let Mayhem answer this. <laughs> <laughs> Good call, girls. Good job. And so I don't know. That just reminded me of that from from the video. But that's funny. I love a woke queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So to start the episode off, they get 15 minutes to get into quick workout drag. So they have the guest love Connie, who personally I don't think i'm familiar with i don't know if you guys knew who she was before this episode um so the only place that we recognized her was that she was in alaska's video for um hair. this is my hair this is my hair video and your makeup is terrible oh that was her yeah because okay. we Throw kept saying like we don't because <laughs> yeah. i kept seeing her and i was like i've seen her somewhere and then jamal's like she was in the alaska video this is my hair oh Okay, well, I'll have to go rewatch that to check her out. It's been a while since I've watched the music video. Yeah, no shade, no tea. She's lost weight, so she like looks more fit on the episode that we just watched. But she doesn't look bad in the Alaska videos. I just immediately knew who she was with like her face beat and her wig style. I was like, oh, yeah. I've seen her in Alaska videos. There you go. Well, I'm glad that you put it together because I was like not there. I was like, man, <laughs> she's... I don't know. Like, I she has an interesting look without being too shady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> and I was really loving this workout challenge until Rue used Love Connie's leg as an era guitar. I was like, this is so tragic. I feel offended, and I'm not here for it. <laughs> I feel like it was a little bit of a reach, but you know, Rue must have been in an extra good mood. You know, he was willing to touch other people and interact. Yeah. So it was um, weird. Yeah, it was odd. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, mom. <laughs> Rue, Rue was down low drunk before recording the segment. <laughs> she had one of them good gummies before taping. <laughs> 
Yeah, girl. So the the workout challenge was interesting. Basically, they just had all the girls follow Love Connie's instructions and then they did solos while she read them. And yeah, I mean, obviously the standouts were, um, well, Akira and Plastique won, but I also think Evie like was... I don't want to discredit Akira because I do like I did like her little solo, but I mm-hmm. think Evie was maybe a little bit more deserving. I don't I, know. I feel the same way. Um, you know, not just because of the flips, like that's an added bonus, but Evie just brings like this energy that you haven't seen to every challenge and it's like it's never the same. It's you're never fully satiated with Evie. And I love that about her. It's like, you always want more. You never know what you're going to get. And as soon as, you know, her solo was over, I was like, holy shit, can we like rewind? Can we do it again? I mean, <laughs> yeah. When I was watching it, like I thought, like when she was doing those flips, like I thought I was like playing more Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> What is going on right now? <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Definitely. So I don't know. Akira's was really good too. Maybe they just didn't want to give it to the two girls that were like doing the most like flips and shablams, but whatever. I, I don't guess. think, I, I still think Akira was one of the top, you know, performers in that for me also still. So I, I can't really be too mad at it. No, I, I, yeah, I agree. And, you know, I was living for plastic wig, so I'll give her that. It was a very typical plastic wig. <laughs> <laughs> the one wig that she brought. In the words of Alaska Thunderfuck, T. This is my hair. I don't wear wigs. <laughs> yeah so then that was kind of it for the mini challenge for the main challenge i don't think we're gonna get into too many details because i mean we're not gonna like pick apart like little details you can get that in in other rupaul's um podcast for sure and like all right mary or whatever you want to do but uh we will talk about each team a little bit and kind of give our thoughts on the performances so the main challenge this week is to uh, have an international drag Olympics where they'll be doing a floor routine with fanography, fanography, <laughs> uh, shablams, and voguing. Yes, and they announced that the guests this week are going to be uh, well. It will be choreographized by Travis Wall, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Uh, who I have seen when I used to work on So You Think You Can Dance, and he's a cutie, so I was happy to see him on TV again. He's so adorable. He's he so adorable. So I think Stoney's rolling his eyes. I can't tell. Maybe the, no. the video's pixelated. No, I wasn't rolling my <laughs> eyes. Stoney actually just fell asleep. I agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm enjoying this like non-hosting thing, so I'm just like... <laughs> You guys just do your thing, girl. He's over here cutting up cucumbers to place on his eyes. Yeah, he's got a full face mask on. He's got his oatmeal resting for the mask. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he has his little uh, macrons, like, you know, just nibbling away at them and oh, look. enjoying his life. Here comes the umbrella drink. Oh, a Mai Tai. Wow, you're really treating yourself, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, so so those were the guests. Adam Rapon was there, I guess, for moral support. And um, <laughs> <laughs> then, and I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Evie's reaction to Adam Rapon because we feel you, girl. <laughs> we're like right there. Yeah. She, she Evie, shoves all of her fingers in her mouth. <laughs> Evie nails it, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny yes girl (laughs) so in rehearsal brooklyn asks if silky and evie will be able to you know be co-teammates since they got into it a little bit during the morning round table and i thought it was real interesting evie's like basically like just looks at silky and is like well (laughs) this is up to you bitch like they're playing four square right and you don't know what kind of bounce that bitch is about to throw and they're just like Uh -uh. staring into each other's eyes (laughs) yeah i like evie's game like it's not too much i think it's an honest game like she's calling everybody out when appropriate and not everybody knows how to handle that i do like silky don't get me wrong but i'm definitely more of an evie in my everyday life so i just relate i mean i appreciate evie calling everyone out so I think it's fine. It's so fine. (laughs) I thought it was also interesting to hear how much Nikki dislikes Silky. And I was like, wow, she's like really going in (laughs) last week. Nikki does not. She's not here for Silky, y'all. She also didn't like Scarlet. And I was like sad. I mean, I did say that she was the filler queen and I was right. But whatever. (laughs) So. Whatever. We're pretty much like drag race oracles at this point. Between the three of us, like we've called a lot of shit that has come to fruition. Yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm over Silky for sure. But I'm just at this stage now. I'm just like, I just roll my eyes whenever she talks. (laughs) The bitch only gives you spooky tea. I don't know. That spooky tea line that earned her another few episodes for me. So it was fun. (laughs) I was able to tolerate her until untucked. And then I was like, I'm over her again. (laughs) Uh, I feel it. But yeah. Anyways, not to hate on Silky too much. Everyone can like whoever they like. She's just not for me. There you go. Uh, Silky was struggling a little bit in the rehearsals and the dance rehearsals uh she was like definitely trying to tear it up she no literally actually she ripped her shirt in the rehearsals like how did that happen i'm not is that what she was chewing on like there was a hole in her back on the back side of her shirt okay there was a lot going on with silky in rehearsal i wasn't sure like what she was chewing on at one point and then where the hole came from but you know i guess it shows she works hard <laughs> she worked so hard. She split a hole in a comp- spot in the back of her shirt that completely doesn't make sense for a hole to rip in. Okay. Fantastic. She worked real hard. Um I think a lot of the girls were having trouble though just in general for the rehearsal because uh they were giving them pretty challenging choreography. It was a lot to remember. I tweeted that. It's like is it me or is this choreography mad hard? Yeah, it looked really difficult. This is like shit Beyonce takes like months to perfect and they had to do it in like 2 days. Yeah, this is definitely some formation as tour choreo. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was very complicated and I'm like somebody like that can't dance so I'm very similar to Scarlet (laughs) to Scarlet so I definitely felt her pain like I was just like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
Poor Scarlet. Like, I felt bad for her. She, you know, she was trying her best. You know, this comes out later, too, and we'll get into it later. But, you know, props to Scarlet because she can take a note and a critique so well. A lot of you need to look at Scarlet's performance this episode and how she received notes and apply it to, like, how you are at work and with your relationships and hearing other people because it was just a class act. I was impressed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... You know, we'll talk, maybe, you know, Jamal said we'll talk about later, but she really was able to handle criticism in a way that I probably would not have. Uh, Maybe I would have reacted in a similar way to Raja, however. uh, (laughs) Raja just needs to sit the fuck down because she got called out by one girl, not the whole cast. So, basically. Um, Anyways. We'll save that front tuck, girl. So also Travis pulls Evie to the side to ask, you know, what's going on. And this is kind of where we get introduced to, uh, you know, her joint condition actually affecting her more. We've kind of heard her talk about it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but... I thought that it was really admirable that she didn't want to use her her condition as a crutch. Like you can tell she really wants to be in the competition. I love that because it's so, I get it. Like people, it's almost like you don't mean to use it as a crutch. Like it's not your intention at all. You're just telling someone something about you. But the way the world will process it is, oh, this person is sick and they need a little extra help. Let's give them a pass. And that's not what Evie's looking for. So definitely super commendable, highly respectable. I just fall in love with Evie and a couple of the other queens more and more each week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I liked hearing more about just the condition and all that. Like it sucks that it happens like to her like I hope that she's not like injured permanently on the episode but or on the season but I don't know like obviously she's like doing her best to like not make it like an issue right like she's just like fighting through the pain and like just moving forward so like that's really awesome yeah she's not trying to eureka her way out of the competition right and she said that she's a fast healer and you know i'm sure evie knows her body so i feel like she's gonna bring the heat next week yeah definitely i was really kind of worried that she was like you know being like really brave and kind of hiding a lot of the pain and that you know in a couple episodes maybe she would have to leave so i'm really 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 hoping that doesn't happen and that she gets to finish and to the point wherever she finishes same but um anyways the next day in the workroom uh we kind of get a little bit of a moment with miss vanji and she's feeling the pressure of the competition and has a little moment you know she has her little cry and she feels uh like she's letting rupaul down and the fans down that she's you know, because Rue brought her back and she hasn't won anything yet. Yeah, I mean, that's a real thing, I'm sure. Like, you know, you were handpicked, first of all, by RuPaul. You went home first and then RuPaul said, come back. So that is a lot of pressure. But, um, you know, Vanji, I'm hoping that she can harness it in the future and just really turn it out and stay out of her head. Uh, RuPaul likes Vanji for who Vanji is. And I think that a lot of the queens forget that when they're there in the moment. Yeah, and I feel like with Vanji too, I don't feel like she's underperformed. Like, I think Vanji has done exactly what a lot of the fans thought she would do. Like, she's really funny. Like, anytime she has an acting challenge or performance challenge, she slays it. Mm -hmm. Her looks have been, you know, okay slash underwhelming at times. Yeah, mostly safe. 
I don't think like she's been a disaster or anything. I think it's just kind of like Rue said in an earlier episode, she's got like a personality kind of like Alyssa Edwards, where it's like she's just is hilarious. She can just be herself and it's fun to be around her. So I don't think she's been a disappointment. So it saddens me to like see her like so hard on herself. Yeah, she's been doing just fine. She just has to like find that next level up but she's taking it yeah. really hard on herself and also too like something that i kind of had to remind myself a couple different times during this episode is like this is the storyline that they're selling to us that she's doing poorly quote unquote but or not living up to rue's expectations but that's just the storyline they're trying to sell like we don't as viewers like you don't have to buy into what they're trying to sell you because right. like we're like what Jamal and Stoney said you know like she hasn't been doing a bad job she hasn't done anything like too crazy outstanding but she's been really solid throughout the entire competition mm-hmm so just like I've also not buying into this whole Nina West is like doing poorly thing because honestly, like she's been doing amazing through the entire competition and they're not giving her screen time and they are not showing more of her. And it's really upsetting because she's doing a really good job and she's been talking about really important things on the show. It's really upsetting to not see more of her. Yeah, I feel I feel that fire because every week Stoney and I there's at least one or three moments where we look over and we're just like I love Nina. I just love this queen. So I don't I don't know. Like I don't feel like there hasn't been anything shady with the editing we've seen. But why isn't Nina getting more screen time? Like, she's clearly the miscongeniality of the season and, like, kind of just, like, the den mother's support. She's educated. She's an artist. She knows drag, classic and modern. She's just a well-rounded queen, and we're not really getting to see a lot of that. I agree with that 100%. Right. See, she had a rough start. But I think she's really in her stride in the past many episodes. Yeah. And see, I guess I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like Nina, for the most part, has gotten like a fair edit. I don't know. Like, I felt like she is, she's won a challenge. Like, I thought she's always, she's typically been safe. I think like the first week she was like near the bottom or something. But like, I feel like for the most part, like her critiques have been fair. I don't know. Like, her critiques and everything are fine. Like, what we've seen of Nina is fine, but I feel like there could be more of her just because she's so, like... She connects with every cast member. She's so down-to-earth. She's, like, an educated queen as far as, like, drag goes. So, like, I feel like they would sneak her more into, you know, the final cut. Well, this kind of goes into what a lot of people complain about Drag Race is that they only give people the airtime and the winnings that are, like, the younger, more, like, attractive queens or whatever like a lot of times drag like what nina does the high camp drag doesn't get enough credit on the show and it's usually because it's like the older queens that are doing it so maybe like i don't know they think that people won't like relate to like someone like nina west or like um what's that bitch's name i don't know why i'm blanking but like any i mean like anybody take you know any of the older queens Uh um Tempest du Jour, whatever her name was. Tempest du Jour. Yeah. Tempest du Jour was good. Um, Kasha Kasha Davis. Davis. That's who I was thinking of. (laughs) I don't know why I blanked. Yeah. So it's like they're all good people and they're all like high camp, but for some reason that 
aspect of drag doesn't get recognized as much. You know, usually those are the first couple people that get kicked off. So I guess I should be happy Nina's still here <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I don't think it's anything to like super drag them over, but it's something that they should definitely be aware of because like the Rue fan base, they're absolutely going up for Nina. So I would like to see more Nina because I feel like she's going to make it to the top. I hope so. I hope she makes it to at least the top five let's say i mean i would love to see her win but i the way they're editing her like maybe she's gonna have some like aha moment that we haven't seen yet but it's just it's just frustrating because you know like not that i like stan eureka but what you're (laughs) but when she talks about like she's like well i stand silky because she's the big queen on the season so she can do no wrong in my eyes as a bigger queen myself like i think i really you know, admire getting to see Nina and what she has to offer because I, that's the kind of drag that I kind of grew up watching mm-hmm. and like in club in actual clubs, not on television. And so I really enjoy her and I, she's like what she was talking about in Untucked with, you know, kind of being there for our trans community. I mean, we've talked about that a lot on the show, mm-hmm. like in talking about Matthew Shepard, we, who, who we have also talked about a lot. It's just really important to have a voice like hers. And I really think she deserves more. I don't know. That's just my, maybe that's just me <laughs> being like too much. No, I feel it. I agree. So anyways, to me, sorry, we got a little sidetracked there, but it's been really weighing on me these last couple of weeks, not being able to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let it out, girl. Oh, I've been so frustrated. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so then we get a moment about, you know, Evie kind of goes into her joint condition a little bit more. We kind of discussed that a little bit, but it was just the part I was kind of wanted to touch on a little bit more is she was saying how she had met another person with her condition that was only 10 years older than her Mm -hmm. and they were like in a wheelchair and like were having like health issues and stuff like that so to think of Evie like that in 10 years that's not really that much time considering she's only 24. Yeah that's kind of that's really scary to think about and I'm sure you know of course it's very real for Evie. The way my mind works is like with modern medicine i wonder if that person that was in the wheelchair you know how are they taking care of themselves like are there any preventative measures to kind of hold off those types of needs with this condition like can if the person's eating the right food eating real food taking care of themselves can this offset those those effects of the disease because i you know i i don't know if i'm ready to see evie like that yeah that was really scary to me i didn't like that conversation to be honest i was just like no like this can't happen it's like so life though like sometimes you just get a raw hand like a raw deal and it's much harder for some of us so i'm hoping that evie's story doesn't end like that just because she is so vibrant and I feel like she was put, you know, on earth to be giving us what she's giving us right now. And I love her attitude, too. Like, she's so positive about it. She was like, if I have to go on stage in a wheelchair, like, bitch, that's what I'm going to do. So, like, hell yeah, I would go see Evie in a wheelchair doing drag. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Of course. Oh, man. Wow. We're getting, like, really deep here. Let's (laughs) try and lighten up the mood a little bit. So... We get to the main challenge. Uh, Rue introduces it in her gold-plated dress. Yeah. And the only reason why... I loved her dress. That was sickening. 
But the only the reason why I brought this up because I know we've talked about it before is the way she like has her face painted, her upper lip kind of like gets lost on television. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. I think I figured it out this time though because I was really paying attention. <laughs> What's the tea? So this is what I think. Who I'm not sure whoever's painting her face. I think it's like Delta work or it's Raven and Delta. Raven. Okay. Well, what they're doing that I don't personally enjoy. I guess Rue likes it because she's okay it to go on tv but so this is what i see uh so around her bottom lip is a more of a coral like re- more of a redder like uh like tone tone and then on the top lip it's uh like a brown that's more similar to her skin tone oh and with um some sort of like a sheen on it i don't know if it's just like lip gloss or something to make like the the top part of her it must be a good gloss yeah so it like kind of shines a little bit yeah so her upper lip gets kind of lost and it kind of like i don't know it just really takes me out when i see her it's probably the intensity of those lights because if you have like a good gloss on and it catches that light it can almost like have a whiteout effect yeah and that's that's kind of what's happening to me it just kind of like it's not the same roof face I'm used to looking at, basically. Yeah, I know it's Raven and, and or Delta. Well, Raven, Delta, if you guys are listening to this, can you please <laughs> fix her lipstick? Everything else looks fine. And I feel like it might be more Raven because we know Raven lives for a nude lip. A nude, juicy yeah. lip at that. What would Raven say? <laughs> that, it's Boots. definitely in Raven's color palette. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Uh, all right so now we're at the team challenges so um like i said we'll just kind of quickly talk about each team let's start with team akira what did you guys think it's the uh the first one with all the cute pink outfits and the uh brooklyn and you know you guys know who's on her team yeah i wasn't sure how i was gonna feel about this challenge but i thought that both teams especially the first team turned it out because we're like okay drag olympics like we've been very america these past couple episodes what is this gonna be (laughs) yeah so um i thought that the energy and the way it all came together it was very hard to tell with the choreography practice just because that was a shit show and all over but you know that's drag race that's part of it but in the end, this first team, they really brought it together. Like, I was excited to watch. I um, I really enjoyed most of the performances. I didn't have many bad things to say. I just liked what I was watching. As a viewer, I was having fun. Yeah. Definitely. I thought they... Like, this was the stronger team going in, just based off who was on it. Yeah. But, I mean, I thought they did a really good job. I guess I don't really have, like, any specific notes about it. Like, it was just, like, your typical, like, drag race, like, let's dance challenge. It was high energy. Everybody brought their A game. Everybody had a moment. It was cute. Yeah. My one criticism of the first team, though, was I thought they kind of started off a little sloppy and a little shaky. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of looking back a lot to do with Silky, like, hurting herself. I'm not sorry, not Silky. Evie was like hurting like when she hurt her foot and stuff like that because you could tell she was kind of supposed to be doing like a lot of flips and like different features and she hurt herself so she wasn't able to do them quite right um but then once we kind of got past that section i thought everything like really 
got into place. Everything was solid. Um, their fanography was good. They did great at voguing. Like there weren't, any, there wasn't anything to stand out about their performance, but other than the fact that they did start a little bit shaky. Yeah, and I think that's too. It's just kind of um, that intel will kind of make or break your experience because we knew that Evie was having some trouble with her um, her illness and made it. We we knew what to look for. So if um, like you're in choreo practice and they say, keep smiling and moving and they'll never know, you know, it's very true. If Evie hadn't brought up, she was having issues with her illness this episode. We probably would have thought it was just fine. We just kind of were, you know, looking out for her well-being. We were just like, oh, gosh, like, I hope she gets through this. So, of (laughs) course, you're going to notice that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So then next we have Team Plastique, which I guess has a few other people like um, Scarlett that herself even admits that she can't dance. So uh, what did you guys think about Scarlett (laughs) and her team? Well, Plastique's team. I thought, you know, they didn't do bad. Um, I thought it was a little lackluster compared to the first team for sure. And it's just because I think it what it comes down to is just the energy. Like the energy was a little lower with this team. They didn't do a terrible job. They just could have turned it up a little bit more. We lost Plastique. We lost Raja. Um, you're a performer. If you're on Drag Race, one of the trickiest things, it's kind of like when you're giving a presentation at work. Like even if you are feeling lost or you don't know what's going on or you're not sure, you can't let that register on your face because if people see you thinking through every little step of the way, it's going to kind of dim that light for them. Yeah, I don't know. I was expecting them to be pretty bad just based off like the rehearsals and stuff. (laughs) Um, But I actually think they did like a pretty good job overall. Like I thought they're way more solid than what I what I thought they were going to be. I thought Scarlett was struggling, but you can tell she improved based off of like what she was coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, well, she did fall in the background, but she did fall. Yeah, yeah, she did. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> she got through it, girl. She got but, through it. I don't know. I she got it, up. I yeah. thought it was decent. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it was as nearly as bad as like I was kind of expecting it to be based on the rehearsal. One thing that maybe could have been improved um, was that uh, maybe having all the same wig color or a similar wig color because that kind of like threw it off a little bit as far as being a team competition. Yeah. I, not to say that anyone's wig was bad. I liked uh, Vanjie's blue wig, actually. Uh, you could tell that she was a little bit more, more nervous based on, you know, she didn't want to disappoint Rue. So you could tell, like, she was kind of a little bit nervous going into the performance. Yeah. And uh, she almost had it until we got to that runway. But we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I thought Nina was serving face the whole time. I didn't really see too many times that she missed choreography, really. But I loved at the end when she was selling, you know, she sells lots of campy face. Like, I love Nina's expressions. Like, I just live for those moments because, you know, like they said, Nina's not the best dancer, but she was not the worst performer and she stood out to me for sure. Yeah, I think for me, the top two, I know everyone was in the bottom because that was a losing team. But just for that one team, I think the tops for me were Vanjie and Nina. Same. Yeah. I would agree with that. Agreed. Um, also, too, we didn't mention in um, Team Akira, but silky did miss some dance moves i could see some moments where she was not hitting the motions Uh uh-oh and every time because in the rehearsal one of the big things they were putting uh, like 
big spotlight on was she was having trouble getting up from most uh, parts of the dance where she was on the floor. Oh, and I yeah. noticed every moment that she would have to get up from the floor, they would cut away to make her look better, basically. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I noticed that, too, actually, because I was trying to I was like looking out for Silky just to see like what was going to happen. But I noticed they like cut away from her a lot. So, I mean, definitely, right. I think she was probably the weaker one on that team. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but and this is, again, that's like just sort of a way to show you guys like this is they sell. They're selling us a story in a package. So you don't always have to believe because Silky was on the winning team doesn't mean she did sickening this week. She didn't do horrible. Right. She didn't do bad at all. But she definitely was not the strongest on the team. So when we get to later in the episode, when they try and tell me like, oh, Nina, you weren't like hitting all the points. Like Nina's not a dancer. It's like Nina did just fine. She's a campy queen. Like she'll sell it even if she doesn't hit the exact maneuver. Mm-hmm. And even if she wasn't hitting things, I didn't notice it at all. Nope. I agree. Did not notice anything, anything awry with Nina's performance. It's a great example. So just watch the show, but you can interpret it for yourself and you know you can kind of digest it in your own way you don't have to necessarily accept what the producers are trying to sell us yeah by all means use your brain that's like my message for this podcast (laughs) (laughs) but anyways so we're at a stopping point now we've been kind of talking quite a bit so i think maybe we'll just take a quick moment and take some refills and then we'll be back to you to talk about the runway yes queen bring it to the runway runway all right you guys we'll be right back hey everyone thanks for listening to our podcast so far thanks for coming right now we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again while you wait here's some things that you should check out yeah remember everyone you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. All right, you guys. Welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week, where we will continue the episode by talking about the runways. Um, So the category this week is All That Glitters. I wasn't sure like, if I misinterpreted the challenge category or if the queens did i was just looking for glitter but you know there's also that saying all that glitters isn't gold like is it supposed to be a play on that phrase oh yeah only stars can break the mold right yeah somebody once told me that the world is gonna roll me i ain't the sharpest tool in the shed like that all that smash mouth song (laughs) oh man (laughs) is that where you're going jamal I guess. Yeah, was this, this challenge inspired by Smash Mouth? <laughs> like they bring Smash Mouth out to like play like in the corner of the stage, like for the run. How <laughs> fucking random would that be? Oh god, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, nostalgia. <laughs> Definitely, this week all the glitters was gold. We did see a lot of gold on the runway, which I wasn't really mad about because I mean, technically, it's sparkly. <laughs> It's shiny, yeah. All right, so let's get into the looks. We have uh, the our short podcast has turned into a normal podcast for us. Um, so first, let's start with Akira Davenport. What do you guys think about her look? Oh, this was so regal. Like, I mean, instant just shit on the stage. Like, 
whoever walks after Carrie is going to know that a Carrie was there. Like she's just like oozing all over the stage. It was a beautiful gown. The detail was there. There was like various textures. It was very gorgeous to look at and watch. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was great that she started out first because she kind of like set the tone for the runway looks. And I thought it was just very classy look from her. So I really appreciate it. Super classy. Love the hair tone too. Yeah, she definitely had that hair. It was a little bit of a RuPaul-esque wig. And you guys know normally I'm not a fan of the mermaid tail dress, but those gold feathers were the tea. I was there yes. for it. Um, I did see she posted that that was actually a dress she already owned, but and it was all gold, but the top feathers were gold. And then there was a layer of pink and a layer of purple or blue feathers on it. But then for this look, she made all gold feathers. So I thought it was oh, interesting. That's cool. She yeah. switched it up like that. You have to look for that on the Twitters. All right, next we have Brooklyn Heights serving us Golden Age of Hollywood. What do you guys think of Brooklyn? I really like this look. I thought it was very classy. Um, you know, I actually really enjoy gold. If there were a choice between silver and gold jewelry, I will almost always pick gold. And that's just because silver gives me weird reactions sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But whenever I see gold, I think of like um, kind of like the regal old Egyptian times, just like how their royalty just wore so much gold. So, um, you know, flash forward and take it to like kind of like an Americanized, North Americanized view. And it's kind of got that classy kind of tone about it i thought it was really cute i don't know gold isn't like my favorite color to be honest so like this challenge i didn't think was like my favorite runway but i thought this look was fine like it wasn't my fave but i thought it i thought she did good i don't know i wasn't like standing for it or anything the bow is really cool i don't know why but we're now that we're talking about royalty and gold i'm really kind of upset that we totally missed like a beyonce and gold member austin powers gold member look you know like <laughs> i'm foxy cleopatra <laughs> and, and like because she had like that gold dress on and i don't she know she did it was in gold member yeah girl oh well hashtag things i'll do when i want drag race <laughs> start that hashtag <laughs> so next we have silky nutmeg ganache in her church lady jumpsuit and um i really don't have too much to say so i'll let jamal and stoney take it away but what i will say is i believe in a separation of church and drag so that's my statement i'll save you both some time trash oh my god you stole my like what i was gonna say because i (laughs) hated this look (laughs) what are we gonna do (laughs) i think we should just move on because silky like definitely i don't know i hope she was prepared to lady my ass what the hell was this outfit blessed by not drag yeah i'm not here for what she's selling me (laughs) i'm trying to say it in a nice way because you know if we have people that are like super religious and into christianity that's totally fine that's your thing but um, we're not shitting on the description we're shitting on the outfit it wasn't well executed bad it was just all all it was was like a gold dress with a big cross on it right don't you all forget about monet exchanges moment on the runway when she had that kind of suit skirt look on with like the church lady hat and it was gorgeous we all stand for it we are not shitting on it because it's related to the church this was just a bad outfit yeah period so (laughs) i feel like we've said enough about silky so to move on to a more uh a really good look 
Uh, how, what do you guys think about Evie Oddly's look? Yay. Always having fun, Evie. I like how she embraced the kind of like hiccup and in her injury this week. And I like that it was very cool in the sense that you didn't know she had a cane when she had first got up there. And then she pulled it from in between her legs. Like she's always <laughs> given you that element of surprise. And that's very fun and entertaining. Even when she's not at her absolute best, I think she's still slayed. Yeah, I really like this. I thought you know, with her ankle injury, it made it honestly kind of like more interesting in a way, just like to see her like cobbling around with the cane. I loved like as she was like leaving the stage, she like revealed her ass. That was even more hilarious. That was so funny. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I just, she I appreciated no her gold grills too. <laughs> yeah, I loved her gold sunglasses. I thought those were really good. I liked her spooky makeup with the uh, gold flakes that were were a part of the look. And um, yeah, I loved when she pulled the cane out. She's not letting her injury stop her. She's really like showing that she can take, you know, the punches and roll with them. And this was one of the looks where when she first came out, I was just like, oh my God, this is so amazing. So I was like really, really, really living for her runway look. You know, this is just something I'd wear around the house, um, you know, cleaning or entertaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I know a lot of the girls in Untucked were kind of like shitting on her look, but I don't get it. I don't know why they were so pressed about it. I think they're just pressed because no one really knows what to make of Evie because you can't really say what you're going to get from her. And I think it scares them a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe they're just jealous because... I don't know. It's just a different aesthetic. They don't know what to do with it. Uh-huh. But um, so next we have Sugar Kane, And I kind of wanted to take the lead on this one because I've really praised Sugar before for her runway looks when she did her Native American look a few weeks ago. And when she came out, I literally like she walks out and like turns the corner. And I literally had to just pause the video because I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. Like, I just wanted to look at it. I don't like it was just amazing. Like she had the gold jumpsuit, the feathers coming off her headpiece, the the feathers, you know, on her shoulder. I was just like living for her look like her and Evie were it for me. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't know. I didn't know what to make of Sugar's look. I feel like I liked I like the foundation of the outfit. I think I would like to have seen the feathers oriented a little differently or like edited down a smidge on the shoulders at least. The headpiece can stay if we lose a little bit of the shoulders. But I thought it was a good look. Um, I don't know if I really like this. It was almost like... I don't know if you saw the Twitter. I actually tweeted for the first time during this episode. Um yeah that was stony y'all but i thought she looked like goldar from the power rangers (laughs) (laughs) i mean she definitely had like sort of like i guess maybe more of an egyptian look to her i guess you would maybe say but or like you know sort of like a fictional power rangers mythical character i don't know i guess we have different tastes because i loved absolutely lived for suga's look this week and i'm not biased because she's on my team because she didn't get many points this week but (laughs) 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 but it's fine and i will say i don't hate the look i i would just say that i was kind of like muh about it like i didn't really know just a smidge of editing for me but i didn't hate the look either all right well agree to disagree moving on (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, we have Plastique Tierra, who I actually, I really did like her look a lot, but I guess maybe she, we, if we're doing a top three, I can loop her into it. So what did you guys think of Plastique? I really enjoyed this look. Like, um, usually when the runways happen, um, most of the time I'm live tweeting the night of Drag Race, but when the runways happen, I like to kind of take it all in and see what's happening, then respond but I had to tweet and it was like, oh, plastic, you slay bitch. Like I was, I was loving <laughs> this look. It was just enough. It was a little too much, but just enough. Yeah. yeah All I the agree. elements came together for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I liked the look. I, I really liked the headpiece that she had with yeah. the, like the golden hair. That was probably mm-hmm. my favorite part about it. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was definitely one of her better looks this season yeah definitely i agree basically echo what you guys have said already um one thing i will add though was what i what i was getting the vibe i was getting from this was ancient greece and i really liked her little arrows headpiece a lot yes yes so that's, that's what exactly i was getting right. from her look i yeah 100 percent. and and uh eros is the god of desire you know so it kind of makes sense with plastique and her whole like persona come on education <laughs> yes come through greece come through eros <laughs> work <laughs> oh, <grrr. We> live. <laughs> let's just throw in all of the like the gigs <laughs> So, all right, moving on, we have uh, Raja O'Hara. I'll maybe step in here so you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but I was getting echoes of Lady Gaga and also Jasmine Masters from the Hollis Slay episode. Oh, wow. Great recall. Yeah. When she was basically had the golden bag over her head. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I didn't hate Raja's look. I thought it was actually really cute. Um, I like the headpiece because you can see through and her face was fully beat. So, um, and that's important. If you're going to do an element like that, we still need to like see that you're not cutting corners like you're actually doing the gig. So I appreciated that. I thought it was cute from Raja this week. Yeah, I didn't dislike it i thought it was like a pretty good look from her and i always feel like raja turns out solid looks like i don't know for me i always think that she does a pretty good job on the runway so i thought it was another solid job this week for sure i mean she was definitely not one of my favorites i think her look was um okay like safe but it wasn't anything to like remember really to me i did like her yeah. wig though like when she took mm-hmm. off the the headpiece i actually liked it a little bit more but then it was like really basic (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anyways moving on we have miss vanjie serving us playboy bunny for the second runway in a week (laughs) uh melted playboy bunny like girl come on like okay vanjie this was like probably the worst we've seen vanjie since she got eliminated last season (laughs) needs a match first of all (laughs) put the fucking glitter away and give us a look like I love glitter girl, but you are killing it for me. Like if I see glitter one more time, I might actually pull out my left eyeball. Yeah. I mean, well, at least you still I got need, one. Ugh. I feel like this is almost like reminiscent of like Shangelo when she returned like on uh, like her season, season three, I think it was when she returned. When she wore the three big discs on her and covering her ent- entire body. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I mean, just like the season in general, like how like Shangela okay. like got eliminated early and then like she came back her second season, gave us like kind of like 
not very good looks either. So maybe like Vanjie's destined for like All Stars 8 or something. I don't know. I want Vanjie to turn it out, <laughs> but she just like needs to give us a different shape. Like it's not that hard, is it? Like give me a different shape. Consistency. Your skin tone should match. You're a person of color. This is very important. <laughs> also, this is the first week she did not wear a shade of red. Last week, we did get orange, which is still technically sort of related to red. So coincidence, if you don't wear red, you're going to be in the bottom. <laughs> red and a platinum wig, right? And yeah, I don't know. I hope I, I, I need to see something else from her. It just sucks. Like, I feel like we've seen the same look from her all season long. So, like, I just need something different from her. I'm pulling my tough love card. Vanjie needs to do something else or I'm going to start to, like, really get bored. So she's sort of starting to fall into the, the zone where Ariel was is what I'm kind yes. of hearing. Okay. Yeah. And I don't want well, her to. I hope I was, I'm proved wrong. Okay. On the runway, but... In the challenges, yeah. I still think that's true. Vanjie we should clarify something that nobody else can bring. We should is, clarify no, this is just the runway. Challenges, many challenges are great. Yes, definitely. All right. So next we have Miss Nina West in her golden Viking drag. What did you guys think? This was a little meh for me. I think the judges hit it spot on. We just need to see a little more shaping from um, Nina. A little less boobage, a little more um, hippage, just to, you know, give us that classic figure, especially for a big girl, like give us all of the hills and valleys, girl. Yeah, I mean, I I liked it, but so I like the campiness of it. I love that she brings every week. We see something completely new and her makeup was different than everyone else. It's not just like boilerplate like here. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to like put this on like it's always got a unique story to it. It's always interesting. But I do agree with the judges that I think the proportionizing thing and just like maybe like having more of a shape because I thought that too, like even in the first episode, she had like a lot of problems with just like getting her shape right um, because she tries she like tends to like make herself like more top heavy than what she really yeah. is. So I feel like it just comes across like not as aesthetically pleasing, I guess, to the eye. It's just looking for that extra little bit of polish and she's not far off. She's like, I feel like she's going to nail it. I really see Nina getting to the top. I really do. So... It's like sort of like uh, Latrice's friend when they were doing the the makeover challenge last All Stars, and her friend came out with like heavy heavy shoulder pads and like no hips. <laughs> yeah, basically. I don't think Nina's nearly like quite at that level, but I can kind of see what you know the where the critiques were going from that. You know, the, all the critiques aside, I thought that she looked really horny. <laughs> with she her. looked. Ah! <laughs> oh no yeah those are some big horns girl <laughs> yes uh but i really was living for it kind of what stoney was saying she always comes out telling us a story and while it was the shape was not quite there the fact that she was telling us a story we all understood it and that it was like cohesive i think that she should not have been so close to the bottom. I thought she was maybe like a, a safe or a higher safe for me because I liked her hair. It looked really nice like when she took off the helmet. And um, and I did like her big boobs. Like, you know, even in the mini challenge when she was in the exercise outfit, like she had really big boobs on. And I think because she is a bigger girl, I think that really works for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it does too. And um, she turns out a good... Yeah, the proportioning is really it because she always turns out good makeup. She gives you the character. She gives you the personality. 
I think Nina can take this note and soar. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she does next week. Definitely. All right. So last but not least, Scarlet Envy. What did you guys think about her? Um, so for me, like, I like the look. I think I, I agree that it was a little basic. One thing that I've noticed with Scarlet and I'm like, I'm a huge Scarlet fan. Like, I really do like her. I think she has a lot to bring to the show. But I think on her runway looks, I felt like a lot of the times, like, she could benefit from using, like, some padding or something. Because I feel like she comes out a lot of times just, like, in her boy body. Which is a very, like, she's in very good shape. Like, she looks great. But, yeah. like, sometimes with drag, like, it's nice to have, like, that exaggerated, like, shape. And I feel like if she went out with like some more padding, I don't know if she's using any now, but it doesn't look like much if she is. Um, I think that could help her a lot because her dress was fine. I thought it was just, it felt very basic because there was no shape. It was just like gold and it looked nice, but that was pretty much it. I was basically getting like Raja said it right on fashion photo review. It's like I was getting golden Lana Del Rey. Like there's nothing wrong with this look. Like she looked absolutely gorgeous, but I just think it was the wrong category. It wasn't enough for the category and it did not land. I enjoyed it, but it didn't fit for me. Yeah. And and I know early in the episode, I told her, I told you guys, I was like, I was right. You know, she's the filler queen. And really, Scarlett, like, I don't really live for her, but there's still something about her that I still want to see her succeed. So so while she's ne- not necessarily like my thing, like, I still kind of want to see her. I still want to see her succeed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that she's going to do really well after Drag Race, um, I Stoney brought up for a moment while we were watching this. Rue is not going to send both of them home. Like, you know, maybe she'll save both of them. So in the end, I think because of that, thanks, Tony, I was like, oh, no, like Scarlet's like really gone. But I think that she'll she'll be able to um, recover from this and definitely future all star season candidate. This is yeah. one that I would support. I could yeah. see that, too. I thought so, too. Like, I feel like she... I don't know. Like, I felt like she had a a fun personality and she brought a lot of interesting things to the show. Like, I feel like I could definitely, I would want to see her back again because I think she could bring something different than her first time because I think she could like grow from what she did. And she was kind of like a bitchy villain, which I I appreciate that. Like, (laughs) she was just kind of, yeah, I like that part of her. Yeah, that was another great. Stony has like gems while like if we can just record while we're actually watching the episode, he says like so many amazing things. Like oh, nice. Scarlet is an evil Disney princess or like the new evil queen. Like that's <laughs> Scarlet. Cause she's gorgeous, right? She, she can't is. really do any wrong, but she's still wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, girl. <laughs> which uh brings me to our next plot point, which is the fact that she and Raja end up in the bottom two. All of Team Akira won, so they're all safe. And Akira, she actually won the whole entire competition, which I agree with. I think that she was really good. She had a great week. She was a mini challenge winner, the main challenge winner. She slayed the runway, well-deserved. Yes, and that leaves Team Plastique in the bottom. And of course, Rue asked them, like, who do you think should go home? They all say Scarlet, which... Holy shit, that just has to be such a hard thing to stand there and listen to. And 
we kind of said it earlier we i think she handled it really well and and we'll talk about the untucked part of this conversation in our live stream uh, on wednesday but but yeah yes. i and then uh she, you know she had to say someone and she said raja so i mean she's not going to say herself girl then of course she's going home right right yeah that had to have been hard hearing your name like from every person like i feel like it's always one of those things it's like a pile on too like you don't want to like stand out so you're just going to say like what the other person said so the fact that the first person said scarlet they're all just going to say it so i was uh kind of expecting more of a split between raja and scarlet so i was a little bit shocked everyone said scarlet because raja has been in the bottom two times already and she has not really served like any looks that are like so good that i think she should be staying in the competition yeah i don't know (laughs) i think she's like she's gonna be that queen that makes it to like final five and you're like why is she still here yeah the eureka (laughs) of every season she was on basically why is she still here (laughs) but um (laughs) yeah so those two are in the bottom they get to lip sync to last dance by donna summer i freaked out a bunch because i love donna summer and the song's amazing and it makes sense for gold Uh, Such a classic song. I work out to the song to this day. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I was watching Pit Stop with Manila and uh, Eureka. And they were saying like this song was made for Raja. And I think that, um, I don't know, maybe I'm going to in the wrong but i actually think that scarlet should have won the lip sync because she did pull out some stunts uh you know i really liked she had a little trouble with her reveal but she got it off in time to hit hit the beat with her like kicking the dress off the stage and um she also had the moment with the gold glitter that i thought was really like amazing and i saw Miss Raja pulling the same move she did for the six person lip sync where she basically tried to stand in front of Scarlet to block her and kind uh, of like diminish the moment for her. Yeah, yeah. I thought Scarlet's energy, like I actually couldn't tell who was gonna stay because there was part of me that was like, Oh, well, maybe this is Raja's moment, like she's about to be gone because she has been in the bottom a lot in the words of Scarlet. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I, I thought Scarlet's energy was there. I could see how they would give it to Raja, but I don't know. I mean, I just wanted that double saves. Thanks, I Denny. Think, <laughs> yeah, I wanted the double save kind of too. Like Raja is a solid performer. I don't want to like say that she deserved to go home because no, honestly, no. like Raja like does a decent job. She's kind of like, in my opinion, Raja is like one of those queens. Like she is kind of like a jack of all trades, but master of none. Yeah. Kind of like she's yes. not bad at anything, but she's not like outstanding at anything. Completely respect Raja's drag. Um, but yeah, so I don't really, I'm not upset that she didn't, you know, that she was safe, but I do think like Scarlet, like, Props to you. Like, you didn't just, like, go out, like, Charlie Hyde style. Like, you went out, like, pulling out all the shit. Like, you cut down your dress, like, jumpsuit style, and then, like, threw glitter (laughs) everywhere. Like, good for you, girl. Like, you weren't giving up, so. No, yeah, for sure. And while I do think that Scarlet won, I do think that Raja is a good drag queen. But what really puts me off from Raja is how petty she is. And in a lot of moments, like... Uh, in Untucked, which um, I don't know, maybe we'll talk about on the show, but um, but it's just like you know, 
And like, give her, let Scarlett have her moment. She brought this stunt. Let her have her moment. You don't have to stand in front of her to block her from view. Like, Raja actually slipped and fell off stage. So that was. Yeah. Yeah. I actually thought about that. It was like, you know, isn't that against the rules? Like, if you leave the stage, technically, like, you go home. Right. So what was that about? I mean, definitely. Like, I'm just, when I talk about Raja, I'm talking about her performances only. Like, if I talked about her personality, like, she drives me fucking nuts. Like, I don't like her. But I think, like, as a queen, like, in her performances, I think she does a solid job. It's just her personality is very grating to me. Yeah. Um, Also, just before we go, I thought that it was kind of uh, another point to maybe maybe quickly talk about is that um, it's really kind of tough and hard to see Miss Vanjie having such a hard week this week, I thought, because she has such a talented queen. It was just kind of like hard as a viewer to watch her struggle. Yeah, I, I definitely feel the same. It's like, oh, no, hang in there, girl, because I get it. Like Seth and I both, you know, we play instruments. We went to IU where sure it's like indiana university but their music school is pretty intense i started in that school as well as a lot of my good friends and um you know stony graduated from the business school which is another top school at that university so i get the idea of this pressure not feeling like you can live up to it um it's it can be a lot so i'm hoping that she's just having this moment and she's going to bounce back and you have to acknowledge that darkness and those shadows. Otherwise, you can't really progress. So I'm hoping this works out in Vanjie's favor. She's got that out of her system. And she's going to shock us with some amazing gorgeousness next week on the runway. Definitely. I'm hoping that she really comes out of her funk and really like gives us a good week next week. All right. So to move on, normally we would talk about something from Untucked. But do you guys just want to like maybe save that for our live stream since we've kind of been going on for so long this week? Yeah. We'll yeah. definitely be there, Queens. Um, Stone. Tony and I have dinner plans on Wednesday, but we should be there on time. Yes. And if not, maybe I'll just start. And then when they get there, we'll like loop them in. I don't know. It'll be at the normal time. You'll get some variation of us and or in all of us. (laughs) Yes. 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 (laughs) Yes. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about. This Untucked was like pretty insane. So I, I envision a very lively discussion on uh, Instagram Live. So again, for those of you that haven't tuned in yet, we go live on Wednesdays now, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time. And we just talk about Untucked, basically. There's a lot to talk this week, so it might be a pretty decent live. So make sure you bring a drink, bring some snacks, bring a friend, and uh, we're just going to have a good time. Yes. And check out the instagram too because we saved the lives on our story so tune in yeah if you miss it you can still watch it we're still trying to figure out a way to uh be able to save these and maybe post them in the future but uh until we figure all that out catch us on the ig all right so moving on to an essential segment that we can't skip over even though i'd like to this week is uh the fantasy league let's listen to stony <laughs> break down all the points and who's really soaring this week hint it's not me <laughs> <laughs> okay, girl, let's get into this. So uh, we had two mini challenge winners this week. So Akira and Plastique won the mini challenge. So Jamal gets 10 points apiece for both of them. Yes. What? The main challenge winner this week was Akira. So Jamal gets another 20 points. Thanks, girl. Yes. Um, we all get five points for our queens on the show. Seth and Jamal had three queens. I had four. So 15 and 20. Yay. Um, <laughs> <Math>. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> um, and then Raja's coming through with winner of the bottom two lip sync. So I get another 10 points. So that leaves us after six episodes. Wait, wait. Do you also get points for Michelle telling Miss Vanjie to stop relying on her body? <gasps> yeah. Oh, I yeah. think that counts. I actually forgot about that because we See, gave I'm plus- helpful. <laughs> Good call, Queen. We oh, actually damn. discussed that. Okay. We actually talked about that. Yeah, points sorry, where points are y'all. due. <laughs> so I get 10 points because Fangie's relying on that body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so after six episodes, I am in the lead with 245 points. Fuck off. Yes. Jamal is in second with 205 points. Oh, cute. Making moves, girl. And Seth is very close to Jamal at 195 points. Yes. Oh, no. For like the third I'm, week in a row, I've got no points. <laughs> I'm here for you, girl, but you stay right there. <laughs> all my peeps have been safe or like, you know, kind of in the middle. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe my queen should suck or do a little bit better. <laughs> well, the interesting thing is now after this episode, we all have three queens in the game, which is yeah. kind of crazy because we all had five at one point. It's so very even playing field. It's very too. even. And we all have like Peace people. And queens. Yeah. We all have people that like are potential winners. So Yee. it'll all come down to the final, uh, final finish line. Yes. Word. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, let's just cut off there so that we can still do our trade and not make this forever long. All right, you guys uh, just uh, grab another drink and we'll be back very shortly. All right, you guys, welcome back to our trade section. It's obviously the sexiest segment in all of podcast history. Uh, So let's go ahead and get into it right away, you guys. Which one of you would like to share your trade first? All right, we'll keep this short this week. So I actually just started following my trade. His name is Miko Valentino, all one word on Instagram. Um, It's not my typical kind of trade profile, y'all. Like, you know, this profile has substance. He travels. He's about wellness. He's about that lifestyle. So lots of beautiful pics. Some recent posts include him in the New York City Botanical Garden and um, a fierce top and some very well-fitting jeans. So I live for shots like that. And um, yeah, he's just a very handsome guy. Great profile. I'm into it. And he also told me I was handsome. So extra points to you. Oh. <laughs> 10 points to Miko wow. Valentino this week yeah. on the Fantasy League. <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty cute. So um, check him out, y'all. Find him in the show notes. Yeah, I would really recommend looking at his profile because, like what Jamal said, his pictures are like all so good. They're not like typical thought, like trade pictures, but they yeah. are just like really well taken pictures and like it's really good. So check and him out. special mention, like he has a shot in the place where they filmed America's Next Top Model season seven between um, Carrie D and Melanie. They have, he's like, he has a photo in that exact spot. And that was one of my favorite runways on that show. So I'll take your word for it. (laughs) Culture trade. I live. (laughs) Yes. What about you, Stoney? Okay. So my trade this week, his Instagram handle is my name underscore already (laughs) underscore taken. (laughs) Um, <laughs> what a clever queen great start 
Um, but yeah, he's just, he lives in Berlin. He's an ex ex dancer, but he is friends with Dan Savage and Terry, uh, uh, Dan, Terry is Dan Savage's husband. One of my old trades. Um, but yeah, he's just a good looking guy. Like has. Oh yeah. I want to follow him. He just, I don't know. Like he has a very like nice bone structure on his face too. I'm just he's like. He's very Damn. handsome. So I don't know. Just follow the person. I don't have anything what else to say. What a unique <laughs> peak too. He shows a lot of pubic hair too. I don't know why that's what I noticed, but. <laughs> did you share that with us so I can like just follow him? I already did, girl. Okay. I'm going to yeah, follow him. Check the inbox, girl. <laughs> She's thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Quality trade from Stony. also. Uh, no memes, so this is a safe one. Also public profile, <laughs> so we're like really on point here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a win week for uh, Stony. Whatever, girl. <laughs> memes are my life. <laughs> this is a wonderful welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> um, all right, so my trade is actually pretty mysterious. So, you know, as you guys know, obviously, I have been traveling through Italy and France and we actually do plan on doing like a little mini episode. Um, I need a little bit of time to like just get back into my life and get everything straightened out. So it's not going to come out this week, maybe next week, but trust and believe when it's ready and quality that I would love to put out into the world. We'll let you guys know. Um, But so my trade this week is an ode to all of the really, really hot Italian men and Frenchmen that I've seen. So I actually took a um, a stalker pick of this really hot <laughs> Italian guy. Uh, I'm sorry, this actually was no, this was in France. So I actually took a really hot picture of this French guy um, when me and my friend Rachel were on the French Riviera. So uh, check the IG this weekend, and you'll get to see him. But he is like you know dark hair you know like skinny as fuck because like everyone in europe is apparently like really fucking skinny yeah it <laughs> looked like it it was insane i was like how are there s- how like i just don't get it like i'm like four times the size of every guy <laughs> in this country <laughs> anyways so um yeah so check the ig he's like was really cute he was being kind of weird and like walking around the same spot like he was gonna buy drugs or something but i don't care he was really hot so this is my ode to all the hot french and italian guys out there so check the ig story that's my choice i don't know anything about him his name or what he does i can't go into much more (laughs) (laughs) that's enough (laughs) all right you guys well this has been a real fun week i'm happy to be back i am uh of course you know we'll we'll put out a little travel vlogs a style thing where stoney and jamal and i will all just kind of talk about uh the trip they can like ask me questions and i'll kind of say all the things that we did uh of course lots of call me by your name talk of course but uh yeah so that's kind of our week is there anything else that we should tell people um nope insta live on wednesdays catch us on social media at tfc pod instagram and twitter mostly facebook we're there girl but we're not really there you get my drift <laughs> yeah um we're also available now on tune in blueberry 
and Spreaker, and we're in the works of being on iHeartRadio. So keep a lookout on the Twitter feed for that, and check the website for all of the links. They're up to date and ready for you to click and listen. And you can always check on the scores and who's on our teams and stuff like that there too. So I know that was one of Nick's criticisms because he forgot um, who's on whose team. So you guys can check all that out online. Yes. And um, before Nick tries me, uh, just you wait, Nick. Some of us are growers, not showers. So just Ooh. wait till the end of the season and we'll see how good my team does. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, that was another week at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. Thank you guys for hanging in there. If you listen to the whole episode, it is a little bit longer than we usually do. And hopefully I'll have it edited in time. But, um, but yeah, we love you guys and thanks for coming. But until next week. Bye. Bye.